essentially I was commuting round trip about three hours a day oh. to sit at a desk nine to five and pick up the phone and call people for eight hours. And it was just, I was kind of a glorified uh, telemarketer and it just right. really, it felt like not a step backwards, but it just felt like I wasn't doing what I was fully capable of and I wasn't really being utilized properly there. And that was the, that was the job. That was the, the description that I'd signed up for. And I thought, hey, it might be a good opportunity to learn about a new industry and make some new connections. And and like I said, just after a few months, I realized that it wasn't really long term what I wanted. It wasn't a great fit. So I ended up leaving that and had to really go back and think about, okay, well, what do I know? What do I like? What am I good at? What can I make money doing? And right. just had to figure out my next step. Right. And for me, obviously, running a, a painting business for three years, I knew the paint industry. I knew the big players. I knew the products. And it's something that I genuinely enjoyed painting the homes and having the guys on site and doing the jobs and driving around the neighborhoods afterwards and pointing out this house and that house and remembering what we did here and there. And I took so much pride in that. And I thought, okay, well, if I can find something similar, then, then that would be amazing. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. Super excited today. Um, as you know, I bring amazing alumni from the Student Works Management Program onto our uh, podcast. And one of the things I like to do is I like to take some young people, I like to take some 30, 40, 50 year olds, and a bunch of people to just give you a perspective. As you know, I'm always thinking I'm speaking to sort of some 20 year olds, and this is what I'm what I'm up to. And what what does a professional curve look like? You know, either as an entrepreneur or working into the business field. So I've got Steph Gaiusi, um, and he uh, spent four years with our program as a district manager and a multi-year uh, operator, a real top performer, went to Rotman in business, and he is running a $6 million piece of business for Benjamin Moore, uh, one of the most successful and most profitable painting companies in the world. And he got that job because of what he learned here. And, and, and he talks about uh, all his lessons, all his habits that he's working on and the things he's taken away from the program. I think you're going to find a lot of value here. I think in many ways, this may touch you more than some of the other people I bring on that maybe just sometimes I'm always concerned. Is it just a little too far ahead for you to sort of go, you know, what's it like running a hundred million dollar business, you know, and, and, you know, so I'm, so I'm trying to kind of weave a, weave a tapestry, weave a fabric for everybody so that they can kind of, kind of see what's possible for them in the real world and what they can create. Okay. So, you know what I'm up to here? I'm, I'm up to developing amazing leaders. Okay. And uh, that's what I've been doing for the last number of decades and continue uh, to, to do that. And we'll be continuing to do that. I, I, I really hope God willing for another number of decades. And so um, if you know of any amazing young leaders who are interested in um, leadership and really having big futures, please send them to me. They can apply directly at leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. You could send them my, um, our, our podcast and share it with them so that they can get a sense of it. You could also send me an email with their name and information or any questions or feedback for me at chris at leaderspodcast.ca. I always love the feedback. 
So yeah, so go and have a fantastic day. Go out and be the best leader you can be today. And thanks so much for joining me on the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Welcome, Stefan. So excited to have you on the podcast. Yeah, thanks. It's great to be here. Well, that's that's awesome. And and I know, you know, one of the things I look to do in our podcast is is we'll have people, you know, you know, in their 50s, you know, they've crushed it. They're running huge businesses. They're 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 doing really, really, really amazing things. And I also want to have people just getting started who are really crushing it as well. And and just for our leaders to sort of say, hey. What's it like in my early 20s? What can it be like in my later 20s? What can it be like as I go through my career? Um, and just to understand the different phases. So, so thanks for being willing. Um, and I know uh, in the future, uh, I'm sure you'll have many times back going, oh, here's, here's what I'm up to now. <laughs> <laughs> so, but if you think, uh, Steph, what, what were you like before our program? Yeah, I think before the program, I remember being very driven and ambitious and and fairly disciplined. Um, and I knew that I wanted to do something big in life, but I didn't really know what that was specifically. Right. And I felt like I had all this energy and, you know, I just, I was looking for a way to actually apply myself to something instead of just the normal, uh, re, you know, retail jobs or odd jobs here and there. I was kind of looking for something bigger, uh, something long-term, something that would really set myself up. And that's kind of how I was before the program. Yeah. Before the program. And I know a big focus of your life was hockey, right? You were, you were an elite goalie. You were, that was something that really captured a lot of your time and attention. Yeah, definitely. It was, it was something I grew up on the ice almost every single day of the week. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that was a big commitment. That was something that I was fully, uh, it was a part of my identity. It's, it's who I was growing up and right. th- my life really did revolve around that. And I think I gained a lot of really awesome habits through that uh, yeah. playing at a competitive level, playing AAA growing up and having to earn your spot every single year and not getting complacent with it. Yeah. And uh, you know, there was a lot that came through that, but that was a, a huge part of my identity. Absolutely. Growing up. So if you think about it, you know, what was your biggest frustration as a teenager before you got started in the business of in, in student works management program? Yeah. So it was a couple things. It was in terms of work specifically, it was just kind of getting odd jobs or limited hours working retail and, uh, and not feeling like I couldn't do as much as I actually wanted to. Right. And then also just, it sounds bad to say, but somewhat of the, uh, the people that I was around didn't really think as big, they weren't really thinking on the same scale. And I didn't really know it at the time, but in hindsight, looking back that sense of community that, uh, that I ended up gaining out of student works, um, I didn't really realize that I was actually missing that before I got into the program. Mm -hmm. And that was something for me that really changed as well. But uh, those are probably the two biggest frustrations is the employment opportunities out there and the uh, the group that I was actually around at the time, too. Right, right. Yeah, it really is kind of unsatisfactory for a real high performer, like the typical student jobs. Right. And and right. I get why those are why those jobs just exist, you know, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> and why our program is so unique, offering something completely differently. So just, you know, why don't we just talk a little bit about, you know, your experiences with student works? What did you take from it? What, how did you change um, in getting involved in the program? Yeah. So, I mean, over the, the course of my time with student works, I ended up being an operator for three years and then being a district manager. And I think year after year, I saw a lot of changes within myself, uh, my personality, the, the way that I run a business, the way that I interact with people and even doing some personality tests year over year. I think I actually yeah. saw some some growth and changes within that. So I think in my my first year, uh, definitely I was 
kind of blindly following along and realizing, okay, here's the system, here's how things go, and I'm just going to take it and run with it. And effort for me is never going to be a problem. That was right. my main thing was that I'm going to work as hard as I have to at this. And things were laid out incredibly clearly for me, just in terms of how hard it was going to be, how many hours I'd be putting in, what my days would look like. And that was never any sort of worry or, or doubt in my head in terms of if I could do that. It was just, I'm going to make this happen. Right. So in my first year, it was, you know, working as hard as I possibly could to get things done. And I didn't really learn how to delegate properly or how to set my team up for success or how to set proper expectations. And it was a lot of spinning my wheels and just trying to bulldoze my way through. <laughs> and, right. you know, year after year, you learn, you get smarter with how you run the business, you find how to work smarter and also still work hard, but yeah. how to work smarter, how to really delegate and get things done through other people and still run just as high quality of a business as well. So I think year over year, it was really my ability to build relationships with people definitely grew tremendously year over year. and. I think ultimately one of my biggest strengths became how to build a really rock solid team where we were all in alignment for a certain purpose or a certain goal and following through on everything that we said that we were actually going to complete, whether it was a simple deadline on a project or something on a larger scale throughout the entire business and in terms of a team goal and, and things like that. Yeah. Cause you were a Mexico operator every year and your business Though that third year, because it's kind of fun as well, just because of district manager movement, you actually ended up working with three different people throughout. And I had the opportunity and pleasure to work with you the last year, which sometimes sometimes happens. Um, <laughs> and so just having a real look into your business, you were really operating at a business director level. You had weekly team meetings with your team. You know, they were owning things. They were controlling things. They were, and again, Stefan, great. I'm excited. I want to do this. I remember you had a, you had a trip, right? Tell us about that. You, you made a, a top performers trip with, for your top performers. Tell us about that. Yeah. So it was actually my third year of running the business. And it was, I think, late June uh, mm -hmm. in the summer. And I was just, I was all about transparency that year. So I just went up my two production managers at the time and I pulled them off of the job site. And I said, honestly, guys, I'm kind of burning out a little bit here. I need to just get away, take a trip somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go to LA. I'm just, I'm going to go to LA for a long weekend. And I threw out a challenge for them. And I said, I forget the exact number and the date, but I think it's if we could produce, I think it was 120 grand by August 10th or whatever it was that right, year, right. Uh, then I would actually cover their airfare so they could come with me. And uh Jarrett and Colin at the time, they almost fell over. They just couldn't really believe that I was throwing that out there. <laughs> so yeah, that was kind of late June. So they had about a month, a month and a bit to really get that done. And we had a lot of rain that year and they still, you know, put in the time, put in the effort. Everyone else on the team, all the other painters came together really well too. And yeah, they actually, they actually hit the target. So we ended up doing a, a boys trip to, to long weekend. So with, uh, with Colin, Jared and myself yeah. and, yeah. you know, I, I stuck to it. I covered the airfare. Um, but actually being myself, I, I looked at the airfare from, uh, from out of Pearson from Toronto to LA and it was about half the price to fly out of Cleveland. So we actually drove down to Cleveland, right. watched a, uh, an Indians versus Yankees game there and then flew out to LA the next morning and came back. So it worked out really, really well. And, you know, went down there, rented a car in, uh, in LA and drove down to Santa yeah. Monica and yeah, just, just did uh, a really awesome boys little weekend down there. So it was, uh, it was a really great trip. 
Well, and it's, and it's a great example of what people will do to achieve great things, right? It's like, you know, to achieve a, a great incentive and wow, that'd be super fun. Let's do that. And, and obviously, that, you know, in our company, we have the big Mexico trip every year that really drives incredible performance and effort. So I just, I just love that. And again, it's, you know, just how you saw yourself as a leader that first year compared to later on, massively different. Right. And then I know you spent some time as a district manager with us as well and really excelled. And, and again, I got the opportunity to continue working with you. And then let's talk about what do you still rely on from the program? Yeah, I think I've really taken away one of the values, which is that relationships are everything. I think mm-hmm. especially transitioning out of the program now, I'm realizing the people that are there and the people that come out of that program and how essential relationships are, not just for business, but for personal life as well. Right. And at the end of the day, you know, you have to be able to look back on your interaction with someone and just really be proud of the way that you handled that and be proud yeah. of the relationship. And you never know when you're going to cross paths with, with someone again, whether it's a past client or a, a past, uh, you know, employee or, or anything like that. So mm-hmm. um, really the, the relationships, some of my closest friends now are still people who came out of the student works program. Right. And when I look at the, the quality of those friendships, they're incredibly high. They're incredibly strong friendships. Mm. Um, people who now I almost consider family and whether yeah. they were my past operators or, or employees or, uh, just other, other operators or district managers while I was in the program too. So, yeah, so definitely it's the relationships aspect of things. And it really showed me what I'm capable of. I think that's probably one of the biggest takeaways is I grew past a point. Like I didn't think I'd be able to work that hard. I knew I'd be able to work hard, but I, I look back and it's like, holy crap, I actually did all that <laughs> at such a young age. And it's like, man, yeah. I can, if I can do all that at, 18, 19, 20. Yeah. Pretty crazy to think about what I can do over the next, you know, 20, 30 years in a career. So that's, uh, I kind of had this takeaway from the program after I left and it's, it was that what I did in the program, it doesn't guarantee future success, but it does give me the base and the confidence to be able to have future success. So it's not, it's not that I'm going to just, it's not that I feel entitled to future success now, just because I had it before, but it really just does show that okay, I've done this before, I can go and do it again. And I have that confidence, I have that ability to go and and do really great things in the future too. Yeah, and what I would say, based on, again, hundreds and thousands of people through the program, if you do what you did, (laughs) you'll get similar results in the future. Now, one thing that's always important is matching, uh, and this is actually a great lead-in, is matching the organization you're working with or the company you're founding or running on, because I'm very successful in this role, but I got to tell you, what we do here is really special. And the, the niche and the strategy and everything that we do makes it really special. Because if I was running something that wasn't really special, all my skill sets wouldn't really matter as much. And, and, and frankly, I failed at other roles. So, and I know I'm the same person. So the role matters a whole bunch. So in leaving Student Works, you were someplace and then you're now someplace different. So why don't you share with the leaders about what that what happened, why you went, where you went, et cetera? Yeah. So right after Student Works, uh, I actually ended up taking a job working with, funny enough, one of my operators' dads, he's a VP of a company. So I actually worked at that, that company for a few months. Uh, essentially in, in transportation sales. So I worked for a right. trucking company and, and I, over the phone, sold our services. Right. And yeah, I was only there for three months. I really just saw that it wasn't a good fit. It's not what I thought it would be. Um, Great people there. Great, you know, great work environment. But just for me, it wasn't really a a great fit. So 
essentially I was commuting round trip about three hours a day oh. to sit at a desk nine to five and pick up the phone and call people for eight hours. And it was just, I was kind of a glorified uh, telemarketer and it just right. really, it felt like not a step backwards, but it just felt like I wasn't doing what I was fully capable of. And I wasn't really being utilized properly there. And that was, the, that was the job. That was the, the description that I'd signed up for. And I thought, Hey, it might be a good opportunity to learn about a new industry and make some new connections. And and like I said, just after a few months, I realized that it wasn't really long-term what I wanted. It wasn't a great fit. So I ended up leaving that and had to really go back and think about, okay, well, what do I know? What do I like? What am I good at? What can I make money doing? And just right. had to figure out my next step. And right. for me, obviously running a, a painting business for three years, I knew the paint industry. I knew the big players. I knew the products. And it's something that I genuinely enjoyed. I, I genuinely enjoyed painting the homes and having the guys on site and doing the jobs and driving around the neighborhoods afterwards and pointing out this house and that house and remembering what we did here and there. And I took so much pride in that. And I thought, okay, well, if I can find something similar, then then that would be amazing. So I actually ended up finding uh, a job online. Uh, and it's actually with Benjamin Moore, so the paint company. And I ended up applying for that, going through their interview process. I believe it was four or five interviews over the course of a month. So it was pretty rigorous and ended up becoming a, the title is a territory representative for Benjamin Moore now. So I look over a region, it's about a $6 million territory ranging from Brantford to Hamilton, all the way down to Niagara Falls in Ontario. Right. It's over 20 stores. And essentially with that, I'm in the field. I don't have an office. I either work from home or I'm, I'm on the road doing my, my meetings. And right now it's, I feel like it's exactly where I should be in life. It's mm. a great opportunity. I was actually hired on at the time as the youngest rep in the in the company in Canada. Right. So that was a really great, uh, really great thing just to realize for myself, just to see how far student works had actually put me ahead of my career mm-hmm. and, and seeing that catapult kind of effect right away. So that was really interesting. And I remember, you know, talking with the, the guy who's now my boss and he was explaining why he had actually ended up hiring me. And he said it was for my business degree and for my experience. And it's pretty right. great that I was able to get such an awesome experience while I was doing my degree and to have that hand in hand ready to go right when you're done school is pretty fantastic. So yeah, so so as of right now, it's it's great because I still have a bit of a sales role. About half my job is sales, half my job is service or account management. So it's right. looking after all of our stores in the areas and then meeting with the contractors, the architects, the designers, the, you know, uh, pretty much anybody who can really buy paint on a professional level and right. uh, and working with them and acting as an advisor and acting as a bit of a consultant for their business too. You know, right. people will come to me when they have fires to put out and, and they don't know what to do. And, right. and I'm there for them. And it's, it's right. really an epiphany, actually, that I had kind of in the last week or two is that uh, I love helping people. I love taking care of people and yeah. bu- business and sales. That's my way of doing it. Some people, right. you know, become a nurse or a teacher or whatever it is. And that's their way that's of right. taking care of people. And for me, it's to help them with their business. And it's not necessarily about the money, but when I look back, even on, on district managing, and I was able to coach over 20 operators, that was my way of helping them. And that's how I yes. do that. And now I get to do that with my job, which is what I, I truly do love about it. And I, I just consider myself so fortunate to actually have the opportunity to do what I do every day. Well, it's a great space and not surprising, like there's a whole lot to unpack there. Um, But again, you know, always starting with gratitude. And I know that's something that you've built and developed in yourself. And, and, you know, that's just such a great space. It it, it draws people towards you, you know, and for our leaders, you know, really, really, you know, continue to have a, have a, an ongoing gratitude practice is really helpful. 
And also as well, it just feels like, like you said, it really just coming, jumping over from studios to Benjamin Moore. Like it's so, such an easy bridge, not an easy bridge, but a real clear bridge. You know, it is so similar to the district manager role and the, and the role that you took on as an, you know, as, as a senior manager at Student Works Painting as well. So, and then one of the things I know I was going to ask you as well is, is I know you went to one of this, you know, premier uh, business schools in North America or the world really is, is Rotman at U of T, you know, how difficult, like taking on, like, you know, Hey, running these big businesses while at Rotman, being a district manager while at Rotman, how, how, how do you handle all that? Yeah, I think, uh, (laughs) I don't know if there's one specific secret or one specific way to go about handling that. I think you do have to plan things out, manage your time effectively and, you know, think about, what you really want and what you're going after and what the point of it all is and to keep yourself motivated, keep yourself accountable. I think that there's a lot to balance. Uh, you know, luckily when I was in school mode, I was, I was focused on school and I put my effort into that. And then when it was time for business, it was full on business and that's what I committed to. And I didn't have a lot of free time. There was not a lot of free time in the day. And, and that's just the reality of it to, to go to university for whatever program at whatever school and to, to run your own business and, and do well at both is, is incredibly challenging. And it's about just putting in the time. Uh, you know, there were, there were times I was up until the wee hours of the morning, just whether it was scouting for big painting projects online or studying until two or three in the morning, if I needed to, or whatever it was, you kind of find your own way of doing things and you realize what works for one person might not work for you. So you really do have to kind of craft your own way of doing things and find find what works for you. And and for me, it was, again, it always just came back to the work ethic and putting in the time and, and just making sure that, uh, you know, if I'm going to fail, it's not because I didn't try. <laughs> it's not because I didn't put in the effort. So Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and again, that's, that's actually a good, good piece is to sort of just, Hey, it's just going to take me some, take, take the work. And if we're going to have success in our lives, it's about putting in the work and, and that's going to mean sacrifice in other areas of life. Hey, I'm not going to be able to do all sorts of gaming or just hanging out or, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's just not the choice in my life. And as a result, I get other results, but I don't get that. And if I think I can get all sorts of just hanging out and wasting my time and being frivolous, and then also a really great, powerful career, I don't think those will go together. I've never seen them go together. (laughs) So, so, you know, if you're a leader thinking you can put those together, don't bother, you know, (laughs) (laughs) so bad idea, bad idea. So, um, so what about, you know, failures or mistakes and how did you learn from those? Yeah. So I think specifically with being in the program, I think that one of my biggest mistakes, especially my first year was not actually investing enough time or resources into the team that I had. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just trained them well enough to put paint on the walls, but that was pretty much it. I didn't really yeah. set any big goals or challenge them or or continuously invest into their training. Right. And as a result, I was, you know, they, they were a great group of people and, and they did a great job, but we did have some issues come up and it was because of my poor management and whether it was, you know, not planning for job sites properly or, you know, just not having everything just dialed in and and you know, have a, have a smooth set of gears running. So I think that for me, if I could, if I could go back, it would be to actually just really take the time to learn about the people that are on the team, why they're really doing this, and then how I can just be a better leader for them and invest that time and energy in, into them. Because, you know, we only have 24 hours in a day. 
And if you can get things done through other people, obviously you can get a lot more done than just if you're trying to grind it out yourself. So yeah. that was really the big thing is I did have issues kind of delegating and, and letting go and just yeah. kind of, you know, and I think that's, that's normal for a lot of people in their first year, but you know, year over year, you, you do learn to, to let go a bit and you realize, okay, what's the best use of my time right now? What are the high value, you know, activities and, and what can I leverage out? What can I delegate out? And year over year, you learn from the mistakes and you get better with it. So that was probably the first thing. Uh, I guess the other one that comes to mind in terms of mistakes that I made, it was probably uh, poor expectation setting in my first year, uh, not just with clients, but in terms of you know employees as well. And even for myself, like what's realistic and what's not. And I had set this absolutely massive goal for myself that was a bit overwhelming at the time. And right, right from week one, I was behind. And then I just right. felt really bad about it. <laughs> and yeah, it's like, okay, yeah. let's be a bit more realistic. Let's still have a great goal that pushes you and, and inspires you. But something that's just not, you know, going to beat you down if you're, if you're behind it for a little bit. So, so expectation, expectation setting was another big one for me too. That's great. And what about, what about learning, uh, Steph? What do you, what do you, how, what are you doing to keep, keep learning and keep, uh, you know, post school? What what are you up to? So post school, I think I've taken a general interest in a lot of different things. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of things that I'm hardcore passionate about. I think I have, I'm more of a generalist and I do like to have interest in a bunch of different things. Um, most recently, actually, I want to actually learn how to fly a plane. So uh, that's on my list. There's actually some flight schools nearby. So I want to start taking some lessons on that. And, uh, but just in terms of learning, I've really realized, especially over the last few months that it's, you know, I'm still figuring out myself, you know, I'm, I'm 24. I think that there's still a lot of learning to do in terms of how I operate, how I want to be day to day. The habits that I want to have and just focusing on myself and day to day, how I want to go about my time. And, uh, and so ultimately it's a lot of self-reflection. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still listening to podcasts. I'm still looking into some, some kind of personal development courses. And I look at myself and my strengths and my weaknesses and where I am versus where I want to be. And I think that there's a lot of different areas where, you know, whether it's something simple as, you know, fitness, it's like, okay, right. I want to gain a bit of muscle or put on some weight. Okay. Well, that's, right. that's one goal. That's one target. So I'm going to go and research and I've done this and, and researched the body and, and nutrition and all these different uh, aspects to how I can actually get the result that I want. Right. So I view myself as I'm always a work in progress. Mm-hmm. I love just working on myself. And I think that there's so many resources out there now, especially on the internet, but I also have some people who are getting the results that I do want to have so I can go and pick their brain as well. Absolutely. And that's, that's been really key as well for me too. That's great. That's great. Yeah, no. And, and again, I think that whole space of self-discovery is the biggest magic for all of us because we're all different, you know, and what's going to work for you stuff is different than what worked for me. And, uh, it all starts from kind of unpacking us, uh, you know, just figuring right. out me, you know, what decisions did my five-year-old make that actually still are still having a huge impact on my life. And, and, you know, like you said, what goals do I want? What do I really want? What, again, you know, it sounds like what's, you know, you're, you're right now in a career that's really working for you. Wonderful. And then, Hey, maybe that'll shift or maybe it'll become more and more defined, right? Oh, maybe I'll go this way or maybe I'll go that way. And that's listening and self-reflection, as you mentioned. Hey leaders, I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. Since we started this podcast, every person you've heard from has been one of the incredible alumni of the Student Works Management Program. In large part, that's how I got to meet these amazing people and participate in their development. 
Starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. Now back to the episode. So, you know, what, what, what sort of things, you know, to have the success that you've had so far, Steph, that have you had to change about yourself? I think one of the biggest things is my mindset specifically around abundance versus scarcity. I think okay. that growing up, I did have this really strong kind of scarcity mindset of, mm-hmm. you know, what's available, what the resources are, what's actually possible. Mm-hmm. And going from that to a space of just leaving that behind me and just saying, okay, there's all this extra, you know, information out there. There's so many more people out there that I can, I can lean on. Um, bigger goals for myself, not just financially, but just in terms of who I want to be and what I want to do. So I think it's a constant battle for me to just remind myself that my old way of thinking before student works and before university was, was very kind of limited. And I did doubt myself a lot. And I think that it's, it's kind of this constant battle to remind myself of, you know, it's, uh, I forget the the exact metaphor or analogy, but it's like, there's a big pie. It's not like we're all fighting for a slice of it. Like there's plenty of pie for everybody kind of thing. So That's for me been really been really key. Um, sorry, I forget the original question. Come back. Well, to that just, a bit. just yeah. what did you have to change about yourself? And and so I can yeah. like like to me, I can totally see that. And likely, by the way, like one of the things that's really important for our leaders to get is once you have a pattern like that, that's not going to go away, right? At twenty four. So for me, you know, my coaching would be okay. I'm seeing it. And I'm going to go this way. I'm seeing it. Nope. I'm going to go away from that. I'm seeing it again. Oh, look at that. Oh, I'm thinking scarce thoughts again. Oh, nope. I'm going that way. You know, for me, it's, oh, there I am trying to be perfect again. Oh, okay. There it is. Oh, let that go. You know, oh, no. You know, I didn't just do it just exactly how I wanted to do it. Let it go, Chris. Move over there. So that's what right. that's what sort of happens in my life. And, and there are other things as well, but it's just kind of going. And, and that is really wonderful because, again, people with a scarcity mindset, it's hard. It's hard to work with them. It's it's hard to really enroll others when you've got a scarcity mindset, right? That control piece jumps up for us. So I yep, can really absolutely. see how that's just a huge, huge opportunity for personal and professional growth. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So if someone wanted to do what you do, you know, what key habits would they have to steal from you? What's the secret to to, to your success so far, Steph? Yeah, I think a lot of it comes back to consistency um, mm-hmm. with sort of daily routines having some sort of structure in your life, having someone who can hold you accountable. Um, as, as much as we want to just do that ourselves, it's, it's a lot easier when you do have somebody else holding you accountable. And that's a great aspect to it. So the, uh, the consistency, the routine, building up those habits and gaining momentum, I think that's really important because it's really hard to start something. But once you get going, you taste a little bit of success, you want more of it. Right. So really, it's that. Um, obviously the, the work ethic and the time and just making that commitment and following through for me, it's so simple, but integrity is incredibly important. I take that incredibly seriously. Um, I'm the type of person that blocks off everything throughout the day into a calendar and I, I allocate how much time is going to be used for different things and I follow through on it. And, you know, it's, it's those simple habits that 
you know, I had from before the program, but they definitely became a lot more enhanced during the program too, is just doing what you say and following through on that. There's, it's such a simple thing that as you get older, very few people actually do that and do it really well (laughs) and do it, you know, all the time. So Mm. you realize that that's what sets people apart, whether it's, you know, just looking back at the time of the program, it's like, okay, okay, you're out marketing and you told yourself you're going to go for three hours and it's been two and a half and you're kind of just done with it and you want to, you want to just be home while well, you put in that extra half an hour and maybe get that big lead or get that extra result from it. So it's just really following through and doing the little things right. And I've just seen that a lot of those little things start to really add up and make a big difference, especially when you multiply that out over a summer or a year or a couple of years. So for a decade. Or decade, exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh yeah, no. You, you and I are aligned, obviously, around that, and just you, you just can keep dialing and dialing and dialing on integrity the rest of your life. You know, it's it's such a big task, uh, but it's a great one because it gets rewarded. You know, your life keeps working better and better all the areas of your life when you're working yeah. on. It. So, final question: When you think of a leader of tomorrow, what comes to mind, Steph? So for a leader of tomorrow, I would think someone who's definitely ambitious, somebody who's able to think a little bit differently, um, somebody who really pushes himself or herself and and goes to really set that example for other people, whether it's in the business world or, or their personal life, I think there's different ways to be a leader. And it's somebody who's very, very sure about themselves and they know what they're up to, what they want, and they're not going to be wishy-washy and change their mind a whole bunch of different times. I think that that's incredibly important as well. So. I mean, there's a lot that goes into that. And, you know, being a leader is something that's, it's not for everybody. It's something that is difficult and challenging, but it's something that I think that you can definitely work on and and improve yourself to a point where you're able to lead, or if you want to call it influencing other people, you can call it that. But I think that to really push yourself and challenge yourself, that's really how you're going to set yourself apart and be a leader and be somebody that other people do want to look up to and that do, um, you know, really respect and idolize for sure. Awesome. Well, that's great. Well, well, Steph, uh, you know, congratulations on all, you know, all the success and all that you've, you know, really developed with within our program and beyond. And and uh, I know we'll stay in touch. So uh, keep up the great work. Uh, congratulations. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much. Okay. Thanks for joining us. Talk soon. Yeah. Take care. <laughs> hey, leaders, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Bye now you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.